0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode three of the Adventures with Stuffers podcast. Thank you so much for the support on the first two episodes. This one is one of my favorites. I sit down with my friend Angie and we talk all things nostalgic games. We go all the consoles, all the handhelds. We really dig in. We dive deep in this one. So I hope you enjoy it and make sure to stick around to the end so you can find out where you can find Angie on all the socials. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Welcome, Angie. How are you doing? This fine, fine. I forgot what today is. Saturday. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Thanks for being here. I have my coffee because I took a nap before we decided to, well, I already knew we were recording, but I was like, I'm going to take a nap, but that's fine. You're going to get a better, a better, uh version of me than most people do so that's okay that's all that matters I guess we should let the lovely folks at home know how we met which honestly is a very typical 2020 honestly between 2020 and 2021 way of meeting but then again I've been meeting people this way for at least three years so I don't I guess it's a millennial thing I yeah a millennial thing
1: yeah I completely agree with that because nobody can meet in person really much anymore in the last uh, year. So um, we met on a little uh, Disney VMK recreation called NetCot, where we both worked together.
0: It worked, but it was volunteer-based people. We don't, we didn't make, we don't,
1: didn't, no money was made in the, it's fine. No, yeah. Everything was from the goodness of our hearts, as they like to say. Something like that. Steph did... PR work and made our social media pretty and I did design work and tried to make the game pretty but both were both were
0: successful I just want to say both are successful things you know I now make my own social media pretty um Angie still continues to make the game pretty and my stuff pretty I'm just saying Angie does a lot for me I like to say I keep her employed but
1: uh, just a little. Yeah. I've, I've been doing a lot of logos and fun stuff for you lately. So,
0: Oh, yeah. The logo that you see on this podcast page was Angie. The logo on my website was Angie. The hold on. There's more. My wedding invitations for all of you that are listening that are supporting me because you love me that was angie and the things you will see
1: at my wedding some of the things that was also angie thanks to steph for keeping me employed well i have not been employed this past month so single-handedly yes single-handedly. exactly <laughs>
0: um so we met on a disney game net caught there are uh, recreations in the past where i've met many of my friends other friends who you will probably hear at some point or you'll just see pictures of me with them on social media because inevitably i'll see at least one of them in september which is next month by the time you're listening to this since we met on a disney game though i think it's appropriate to tell the folks at home in their car at their job your disney theme park story you don't have to limit it to disney you can you can throw in universal because you know you know how i do oh definitely i hate to say that my universal story is kind of short compared to disney fine
1: california theme parks all encompassing wherever you've been okay i'll get to universal i promise my family it was a huge Disney family growing up. I, I know my mom and dad brought me to Disneyland like for the first time when I was less than a year old. And that was just kind of our thing. We lived about six hours away from Disneyland and we'd drive there once or twice a year and stay, you know, for three or four days. And I just, I fell in love with it as a kid. You know, I couldn't get enough of it. My entire room was covered in Disney memorabilia and I love the movies. And as I grew up, it just kind of became more of trying to figure out the magic for me. Like I really enjoyed like learning what on behind the scenes of like making a ride and you know the, the parades and the fireworks, and that was around the time that VMK came out. That was uh, my late middle school, early high school years, and for me, that game was kind of um, life changing for me in a couple different ways because it was the first game that I played online, and it was also a game where I could just experience one of my favorite places in the world without ever, without having to be there. And I I played so much of it. And every time we'd go to the parks during the time span, when it was open, my family's favorite part of that was just doing the VMK quests. And uh, we learned a lot, you know, more about the Disney parks, which was something I enjoyed doing. So that's why VMK holds such a special place in my heart is just because of the memories I made as a kid from it. And It just kind of had that staying power for me. And um, that's kind of what set me on a trajectory um, later in life, just because I I was so obsessed with that game and I wanted to do design. I wanted to do something theme parks related. And that's what I eventually wound up doing in some capacity. If somebody asked me now or told my former self that I was going to be making graphics for this game that I love, you know, 15 years after it closed, um, I, I think she'd be pretty happy with that. Now let me get to my Universal story because my favorite movie of all time is Back to the Future. And I had never been to Universal Studios Hollywood ever in my life. Like, um, you know, growing up, I went to Disneyland, I went to Knott's Berry farm and that was basically it. And I, it was like 2006 where they announced the Back to the Future ride was closing at Universal Studios. And I was Project like, Project
0: moment in
1: history. Everyone oh my God, it was terrible. I, I actually wrote um, a letter to Universal saying like how big of a mistake they were making, and they did email me back. I do not have that email, however, but it it was it was kind, you know, it wasn't that like uh, auto reply. So I appreciated the time they went into that went into that. I begged my parents the next time we went down to Disneyland if we could go to Universal for one day just so I could experience the ride before it closed. They were like, yeah let's do it we haven't been since before you were born and I was like okay and that's what we did since then I've been back to Universal Hollywood twice and I've been to Universal Florida once but uh, Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not gonna say which one's the
1: superior one mostly because I don't have an opinion (laughs) on the one in Hollywood well yeah I mean if you went to Hollywood you you would have a very strong opinion against Hollywood I'm sure because um, mm, it's not that I know it's I know, know that every now and then, but I don't know. I, I will be going to Universal Studios in Florida in October for the first like official official like vacation of my life and visiting both parks this time and going to Volcano Bay. and I'm very excited for it. I'm taking this time to plug
0: literally my whole blog because Angie not only proofreads these things before I post them, but she takes notes. So you should do the same adventures with stuffers.com.
1: Come on, come on guys. Yes, yes. you should, because as a first timer and- um, being a very anxious travel planner, I appreciate all of the tips that she has in her blogs because it's making my life easier. That I didn't even pay her to say that, people.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm going to back up, go back to Disney. So okay, your interest was peak theme park, like the parks. It wasn't necessarily the movies. Yeah. That tra- your trajectory was triggered by the parks, not watching the films. I, was,
1: I would say yes, mostly. I mean, the movies did have an impact on my life in a big way um but I, the big difference for me is like between the movies and the parks like the parks you're experiencing it in a bigger way and you know it's it's a sensory experience not not just watching something on a screen which I, you know I love doing that I love movies I love Disney movies it was just the parks just had you know there's a creativity for me like with the so what you're saying
0: is what i experience well, I didn't really think of it until I watched the Imagineering story on Disney+. Plus. It's like you're living the movie, but then again, it's also its own creative spin on, you know, these people, like what these people could come up with in terms of rides and like what was essentially dreamt into exi- existence. I was going to say existing and that was incorrect.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I think the biggest thing, like going to Disney park for me it's like, you're, you're like exiting reality for a little while. It's all around you. you. You don't feel like, you know, there's any problems you hope. You know, you're just, you're just getting rid of, uh, getting away from everything that is happening beyond the gates. And you just kind of get to enjoy that for a little while. And with a movie, it's the same way, but as soon as you turn off the TV, it's done. When you exit a ride at a Disney park, like you're still immersed in that experience yeah you just have a whole walk park whole wander to park a whole park to wander <laughs>
0: clearly this coffee hasn't kicked in guys just just bear with us we're a bunch of weirdos i think you will enjoy universal orlando despite facts i mean honestly let's be real et is the only classic ride still there which you will have to ride we've already discussed if anyone is listening to this and you have a trip planned universal and you do not write et don't know if we can be friends so just keep that in mind if you care about my opinion at all whatsoever it's fine and angie would go to halloween horror Nights, however she cannot convince her sister to go so it's it's no big deal we'll catch her on the flippity flop unless by some miracle cough cough wink wink choke choke Uh, I can get down there again in October. We'll see what life
1: has in store for me. And then I'll be able to experience the whole thing. Kit and caboodle. Which you should
0: because it is worth it.
1: I just, I I don't want to do Halloween Horror Nights alone for the first time. It's not because I'm a scaredy cat. I don't, I love haunted houses. It's just going by yourself just seems kind of... No, I, if if it wasn't your first time, I'd be like, Nah, just
0: go. You're fine. Um, But the fact that it's your first time and who knows really what the experience will be this year Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if I can advise you to do that but really the real reason you're here today is not even to talk about well it kind of ties in but not really it really doesn't tie in much except for our Disney nostalgia but we're here to talk about nostalgic games that we've played or wish we did play could play bring back into existence Um, especially talking, I guess it does tie in, especially talking about NetCot and VMK and what that meant to us growing up. And, you know, now that we're adults, because I know at least with NetCot, a lot of the people that played VMK that were our age now do the NetCot thing to kind of relive the nostalgia, because let's be honest, a lot of people our age- or a lot of people still can't either afford to come, can't come because of the vid, can't come just personal reasons. So this is a good way to kind of experience everything. Like you said, NetCot and VMK were on PC, but there are many, 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 many um, old consoles like Nintendo 64, GameCube, Dreamcast, literally the list can go on and on and on, but we'll touch on a few of those. What games we used to play, what games are absolutely ridiculous, thinking back on them. Because I literally just thought of a game that was completely ridiculous, but I did it anyway. But you can go first. Tell me, what was the first console you remember having, owning? Because I feel like mine
1: is pretty generic,
0: so you can go first.
1: This is kind of a two-part answer, because Mm. the first console that was in my house that I remember was actually my dad's, and it was a uh, Sega Genesis And he had two games for it and it was, um, NFL, I think 94 and wasn't uh, born yet. I wasn't (laughs) born yet. People hashtag 95. Well, I I was just a little young two-year-old, but yeah, the other game he had, which I will, I will talk about more as this goes on was the lion King. And that was the, the game my dad and I played when I was a kid. So like, that was the first game I ever remember playing but um, it, it was just kind of a special game too because of you know my dad and I playing together and trying to beat the game, which we never did at that point. So that, that was when I was like four. My fifth birthday, my grandparents got me the Nintendo 64 and that was my very first console that was all mine. And the first game I remember playing on the Nintendo 64 was Banjo-Kazooie. And Banjo-Kazooie will always rate in my top five video games of all time. For nostalgia, of course, but also just for the game in general. Because even, you know, having picked up the game and playing it further down in my life, it's just fun. I love uh, platform adventure games and, um, you know, the characters are memorable and... What's even better is when I was younger and other people that had um, Nintendo 64s in my school, like nobody played Banjo-Kazooie. Nobody knew what it was. They were all playing Goldeneye and, you know, all the other games at the time. And now it seems that Banjo-Kazooie has become this cult classic. Um, You know, he's in Super Smash Brothers now. And, you know, there was the Nuts and Bolts remake they did for Xbox a few years back. And, you know, now everybody's, Praying that there's gonna be like a banjo three. Um, um I'm sorry, I'm gonna pause because I have no
0: idea what this is. Is it this red bird and bear thing that I'm looking at? Yes, that is banjo. Banjo is the bear, Kazooie is the bird. I don't even know where to begin with commenting on this. So what was the what was the point of this game? Was it like a Sonic type thing, Mario,
1: but not? Mario and Luigi was it uh okay so Banjo-Kazooie takes place in this place called Spiral Mountain so that's kind of their home and basically this entire game is I mean it's kind of Mario-esque if you think of like uh uh, Super Mario Odyssey or games like that nowadays where you know you're kind of completing these quests and opening up new levels and you know it's very much you know a progression-based game. So um the whole story of Banjo-Kazooie is um his sister 2D, gets stolen by this evil witch Gruntella. Gruntilla. Gruntilla well, your guess is as good as mine But yeah so 2D gets stolen by Gruntilda and the whole point of the game is Banjo trying to find his sister and you know there's the diff- there's the different really well themed levels um you know where you're collecting music notes and unlocking different ways of um our Different uh, moves and all this stuff, and you know the final boss battle with Gratilda. You know you win the game. Then, yeah, it's just it was a really good game, and if you ever have the chance to play it, you should, especially if you have an Xbox, because they did
0: do an updated version for that. I think they did one for the Switch, based off of my Google searching. I can't confirm. There's an amiibo apparently. Yes. Um, Switch game can confirm. There is a oh Super Smash Brothers. You that's what you said. Mm-hmm. Never mind. It's fine. We're ignoring that. Ignore me. Oh, wait, there's a 30 in one game collection that came up when I Googled it. So maybe it's included in this in this situation. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. I can't confirm nor deny. Google search, that's as far as it took me. That's very interesting, I guess, because that's not. I grew up on Mario. So my first console was the Super Nintendo with the little thick cassette clunker things. It's fine. It's, it wasn't cute. So super Mario world was the first game that I actually committed time to. We had, um, super scope. She said, not sure what the name is. Um, super scope which had like the handheld, like the the gun with the sensor. We used to play that. And I think that was all I can remember us having for the Super Nintendo. And then after the Super Nintendo, we graduated, quote unquote, graduated to the Nintendo. Nope, we graduated to the PlayStation. The PlayStation came out before the Nintendo 64. So once we had the PlayStation, that opened a whole new realm of games. Like whole new realm. I can't even... I can't even fathom what I cannot believe the PlayStation 1 came out before the Nintendo 64. My
1: timelines are all wrong now. Yeah, it's I, I when it comes to consoles like the history and when everything came out it gets really muddled, especially when it's like Japan releases over United States releases, it's pretty crazy. So,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. So PlayStation, we went from super Nintendo to PlayStation and the game that we mostly played on the PlayStation was crash bandicoot, the crash team racing, which really set me up for failure. Now that I'm older, because I thought crash bandicoot was a racing game, not like a story game. So now I bought a crash game and it's like a story, not him racing and I'm like, "Oh, what do you mean?" <laughs> and then we played Spyro, like all the Spyros, all the Crash Bandicoots. That's what we did on the PlayStation mostly. I'm like trying to scroll, there was a Yu-Gi-Oh game, but I think I played that on my Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance probably. Ooh, and Digimon. I don't know if I did Digimon on the PlayStation though. I feel like that was another that was another thing, another console. And then there were the random like racing games that would come out that looks oh that looks so cool, mm-hmm. but was it cool? I I don't know. Don't know if I would
1: buy it again. Eight year old you would think it would be cool. That's what matters. Was I eight? I don't know. I was four or five. Okay. <laughs> I was four or five when these. are year old out. you would think it's amazing. But I think that kind of goes for all the games we used to play back then. Yeah,
0: like you mentioned
1: having a Game Boy Advance.
0: Yeah, we were texting back then, even though we weren't really texting. Let's be honest, people—they were setting us up for failure.
1: And I mean, you remember—you know, the screens were three inches across, and Mm -hmm. we thought it was the best thing in the world. Oh, absolutely! All night playing Pokemon Ruby on that thing, and I had the little extendable light.
0: Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I had the extendable light. And then we had like the, the cords to connect the devices yep. so you could trade with your friends. Mm-hmm. Woo, what a throwback. But I was a Pokemon Silver Girl and then a Pokemon, what came after that? Hold on. There was the two. Ruby and Sapphire. Was... after. So I think I was a, because it was always like my dad would get the two different ones. And then my brother and I would would like choose one. Mm-hmm. So I did Pokemon Silver. He did Pokemon Gold. Gotcha. Um, type situation. Um, and then when I got older and and still didn't finish the, I don't think I ever finished the games because I never understood how to finish the games other than to go to the gyms. But I never could fathom getting strong enough and leveling my poke. It was just a whole. I I don't know what I was doing.
1: Well, have okay. So here here's something that might make you sad. Have oh. you tried playing Pokemon Silver? Like now,
0: um, not, I want to say the last time I picked it because like after my dad passed, like all, who knows where all that stuff went, some of it went to like my mom's house for storage, but I don't know where it is now. Mm -hmm. I picked it up, I think in high school and I'm like, what am I like? What am I doing (laughs) So with computers nowadays? I'm like, what? I will say after. After my dad died, we'd whipped out our Nintendo 64, which we got after the PlayStation. I was getting to that in the timeline. And Pokemon Stadium had yes. the best mini games ever. And I remember when I was younger, I'm like clicking the triggers to dig the, the sand, the sand guy. I forgot what his, what his name is. Forgive me, Michael, because Michael's a huge Pokemon lover. But <laughs> um, left and right trigger to dig the holes. And now that I'm older, I realize how how absolutely ridiculous those games were. Like, oh God, why, yeah. am I, why am I eating sushi off of a conveyor belt? Why, why am right. I digging
1: this hole? Like, wh- what is this doing for the game? I, I can't remember if it was Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Stadium 2 because they both had like great mini games, like you said. But there was like the Eevee game, and like there would be like food that came down in the middle, and you had to be the first person to push A really quick to get like the most points. I'm but sometimes it's, it's like some two. sort of bomb is that two okay because
0: one had the clear fairy that would shoot eggs out uh, of the little the little door yes on the map yeah that was i think it was two pokemon seem 2 don't quote me on that though
1: yeah but like I, those games like they they i still sometimes put it in when i have friends over and we or play i wish them.
0: If we had, okay, so when we move, I'm manifesting this in this podcast episode. When we move, Jackson's going to have his own, his own man, man, den layer thing. Ideally, this is the uh, cave. I don't know (laughs) if I want to call it a cave. That seems very dark and uh, dirty. Um, And we're going to have like a, a, like a entertainment, like these cubes that are behind me that you can't see because we're, this is on only audio podcast. Um, and we're going to display different consoles because I had a Nintendo 64, like the Pokemon version. Oh, nice. I'm jealous. like uh, with the Pikachu and the foot of the Pikachu was the reset button.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me tell you, I miss it so much, but that's okay. And like, we're just going to have all those. We're going to get the games back and we're just going to have a collector's case because I'm also going to get like glass things for the front. Like maybe it'll have like a glass door situation because Gimli, it's fine.
1: And, and keep it away from dust. Keep
0: them oh. pasty.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: no. know about dust. It's fine. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So after your Nintendo 64, what did you have? Because now that I'm looking at the timeline of the release of consoles, I realized my dad spoiled the heck out of my brother and I.
1: <laughs> that's how my parents were to me as well. I I, I think my next console would have been, I remember, uh, and you're going to have to correct me if my time is on it. this. I have it. But I was working um, with my dad. You're
0: working. Um, okay. Yeah, so this... no,
1: Yes, I was like a six-year-old, but okay. all I wanted to get was the Game Boy. A Game Boy Color. A green Game Boy Color. 1998
0: is when the Game Boy Color came out. Okay, so it was around the same time as this the october 21st 1998 so it's not on this list this is like strictly console consoles so yeah so i guess the game boy is before what i was gonna say which by the way the game boy made car rides bearable oh my god youth yes they like how tablets and like cars with dvd players are now that's what a game boy was and then if you were really spoiled and they and your parents got you that light man yes you didn't need anything that lit up you didn't need that
1: oh, wow exactly it? yeah oh. it made those, it made those six hour long trips to disneyland much more bearable for sure well it was only four hours to disney for us or for
0: to universal because that glue on to universal um most of my youth but that's okay so oh crystal Okay, I went from Pokémon Silver on the Game Boy to Pokémon Crystal on the Game Boy. Okay. And I had Pokémon
1: Pinball. Yes, I had that game as
0: well. And none and then I had like Hello Kitty. I had the Harry, the first Harry Potter game. I'm trying to look and see. I didn't have any of these other these like I didn't have any of these other games. This this was not a thing for me. Yeah, no. I had, I think, a handful, and then the Game Boy Advance eventually came out, so then I got Definitely. like a, a Power Puff Girl game, I think, on the Advance. I, don't quote me on that either. I had some ridiculous games on the Game Boy Advance, but I got like a, well, most of the time during that, during the, our youth, it was Pokemon,
1: so. Oh, 100%. Poke- I, I God, I had so many Pokemon games. I had I started with yellow on the Game Boy Color. That was the game I got when I got the Game Boy Color. I never, God, I never got even that far in it. But um, I had a few racing games after that. And then when I went to the Game Boy Advance, I had Ruby, Emerald, Leaf Green, either Leaf Green or Fire Red, and I can't remember. But that was that was one of the last games. Pokemon-wise that I played for a very long time until uh, sh- uh, Sword came out, Sword and Shield. Um, okay, that's was recent though, so. Yes, no, there was a huge gap in when I stopped playing Pokemon games for some reason. Um, I, I did have the Game Boy um, or the Nintendo DS and I know there was Pokemon games for that, but I, I think at the time, at that time I was going into high school and that was kind of taking over my life. And I just got busy. And I just kind of put a lot of those games away for a while.
0: Yeah, I got the SP. I went Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP. Then I stopped playing handheld games because I guess that's when cell phones came out and boys became more interesting to me. <laughs> um, so I stopped doing that. Wow, That's a really big jump in time though. Because after, because even I guess during the Game Boy Color to Advance time, the Dreamcast came out. Mm-hmm. And the GameCube came out. Yes. And the Dreamcast. I messed with the snowboarding game. I couldn't tell you the name of it, but there was a snowboarding game, and there was like a Looney Tunes Nickelodeon a racing game on there, and that was what people played. And by people, I mean me, because I don't, I can't speak for everyone else.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't have a Dreamcast myself. I was the GameCube girl. Uh, let's see what games I had for that that I played. Like the who's racing that's what's
0: called nicktoons racing oh yes i i I feel like that also that playstation it was Was on the playstation as well was there a handheld version of that game boy advance game boy color yes and apparently it was on the computer as well well that's good to know oh okay oh maybe this wasn't on dreamcast well maybe i had this on the playstation welcome to my life maybe it was maybe if i look up looney tunes looney space race no looney Tunes. oh it was looney tunes space race i was i was close i had the nickelodeon game too and then crazy taxi and then there was um a snow a legit random snowboarding game was it ssx
1: because i had ssx for gamecube and it was one of my favorite
0: games. Oh, it was legit. Like you would get, I would get points up the butt for things that yeah. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. But Sonic was also big on, um, on Dreamcast as well. Uh, not big. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. It was called Ripping Riders Snowboarding. Oh, okay. Never- and the only reason why I remember it is because it has like a flame logo and the snowboard with the with the name in it. that was- Ooh, what a great game. <laughs> Graphics were ooh man graphics so jackson has really fancy monitors 4k 20 billion thousand hertz whatever it's called and i just can't tell the difference like i can tell the difference between runescape graphics like old school runescape graphics and then like final fantasy 14 now that i'm playing it Mm -hmm. but like i can't tell the difference between this monitor and that monitor the next monitor like what i don't the technology is i i don't get it
1: no neither do i i I have a pretty big monitor myself with like, I think it can go up to 120 frames per second, but yeah. I I don't know. Like I I think, and maybe you do this too, but like to look at video games 20 years ago and the graphics that were, you know, common back then. And then to think like, what are graphics going to be like in video games in 20 years from now? Because they're just they're, gonna so be, realistic. they're so lifelike you know oh it's the, gonna
0: be like ai like implants in your brain like ready player one type stuff. It, yeah it very
1: well could get to that point i mean i hope not let's let's be real but okay. <laughs> super
0: smash melee okay I'm, okay I'm graduating to the dream ca- or to the gamecube all right super smash bros may, may right it's melee right not melee because that sounds melee. stupid yes that sounds stupid to me um, was the main game on the GameCube and we had <gasps> my favorite game ever that I don't own, but it's still my favorite game ever. Kirby air ride. Oh my God. Yes, <laughs> The best game in the world. And all I wanted to do was get a cool ass thing, get on it with Kirby and ride it. I didn't want and shoot myself into like the volcano yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Go to like the super high in the sky, like heaven platform. That's all I wanted. I have no idea what the point of the game was, but that's all I wanted. To yeah, do. We never
1: talked about this before. All you right, right. You like-
0: got me like an emulator to play it on something. Oh my I can't remember. I
1: can't remember. I love the that emulator. So when I was subscribed to Nintendo Power as a kid, and or was it a subscription service yeah and it was a magazine nintendo power I but I, I read that religiously like every month but um Kirby air ride at the time was one of my favorite games too and um, i actually drew fan art and sent it into the magazine and i don't know if it ever got published but i still have oh god i don't have it like anywhere near me but i have the letter they sent back saying oh we received your art and it, it was very cool but it's very heartwarming
0: yeah oh and then gamecube is when like mario party got like yes. real real bumping and i love mario party and i will fight like mario party is my equivalent to like how people fight over monopoly i fight <laughs> over mario party like i don't play well i mean i play obviously but like i don't play with mario party like you better win
1: or get out type of thing. oh i completely agree this is this is how friendships are destroyed correct 100%. Yeah. And then we skip Mario Kart.
0: Well, okay, so Mario Kart was like a thing. My friends, Mike, my best friend Michael, who maybe we'll hear from one day on these episodes. Um, he had the first the Wii, hold on. Was it the Wii U? Was it the Wii U that came out? Yeah, so the Wii U, it came out before the Wii U. Yes, but he had the the Wii U where it was like you could bubble in Mario Mm-hmm. So we did Mario Kart. Then the the period before that, I wasn't a huge Mario Kart person because I played like the Nickelodeon racing games growing up and like like the generic ones or like the on brand ones. And I didn't get into Mario Kart. Obviously, I've I played it in passing,
1: mm-hmm. but it
0: wasn't like a main staple for me. The main staples were like Mario Party or Mario World or Super Smash. That was kind of my thing. Mario Kart. Now that the controllers move and stuff. Forget it. I suck.
1: Don't even, oh. uh, you win. You win. It's no, fine. no, no, no. I can't, I can't even play Mario Kart with the motion controls. Like, I mean, I could, but I, give me an old school remote any day of the week. The new, uh, the, the, the Joy-Cons are um, arthritis inducing and they hurt. And I, I just, I just need a regular remote, please. Like I, I don't understand who thought that was a good idea for a design of a control but well, I- it works with the Wii
0: Sports. It's the same kind of concept when they do Wii Sports, but I hit a- yeah. my TV once. Oh, I don't, you know, it's fine. I'm fine. It I'm happens. not a- I'm going to tell that to my dad. That was
1: a rough. <laughs> well, so- you know, they always said to put the wrist strap around your wrist, but no joke. Like the little, like the little, the little twine they thought was cute to connect the controller to the actual wristband. The- those snapped a lot. And controls, what, flying into things. Well, so mine didn't fly. It was more like I was too close to the TV. Couldn't judge how
0: my arm span was. And I, like, like, I didn't break the TV. I, like, scratched the crap out of it. Like, I scraped it hard. Because, well, I didn't know my own strength. Clearly. And then PlayStation 2, I never got into. We went from GameCube. I didn't realize... Oh, we went from GameCube to a modded like Xbox, like bought it with like a bunch of games loaded on it type stuff.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Couldn't tell you what games there were, but that was our introduction to the Xbox. And that's when I started to become Team Xbox versus Team PlayStation. All up until like I went from that to the Xbox 360. And then, well, I guess the Xbox 360 was like the main thing. That's where I got into COD. I played COD all the time. And if people don't know what COD is, it's Call of Duty. It's a shooter game. Like, that was my introduction into shooting games, was the Xbox.
1: Oh, shooting games for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm trying to even... We're getting older now, people. If you can't tell where we're getting to 2000... 2001 was the first Xbox, which I still did racing games. And then Xbox 360 came out in 2005. I'm acting like I'm really old. What was that, 10? I'm 10.
1: So... (laughs) Yep that was the real introduction for me. Yeah well you you got the young introduction because like I know my parents were very against like violent video games at the time. Oh no. Yeah but like uh, when I had the GameCube my sister had the PlayStation 2 and um. Oh you each got your own consoles.
0: Excuse me. Yes. Oh that must be nice.
1: Uh, yeah but like I always found it weird like you know my sister got the playstation but like she never really enjoyed those kinds of games yeah and it was those kinds of games were the ones I wound up loving it's kind of like we flip-flopped but um she got kingdom hearts on playstation and oh my god I I mean she like she did not want to play it and I was like please move over I'm going to beat this entire game tonight like I just became so obsessed with it and after school, I would play it for hours and hours and hours until I beat that game. After that kind of period ended, that was, we got the Wii. And I really, I I, I hate to say it, but I don't think I really got into any kind of shooter game besides like playing with friends. Like I know I played Goldeneye and stuff like that, but um, my, my very first, like first person shooter game was probably Overwatch. And obviously that only came out like, I think it was the fifth anniversary,
0: right? Uh, yeah, I was going to say that that's a
1: relatively new, quote unquote, new thing. Yeah, and um, I, I thought, okay. Well, actually, well, that's first person shooter. But I, I let me take it back to the PlayStation because I just remembered this mm-hmm. PlayStation Two Battlefront. Okay, Battlefront was but, my yeah. third person shooter game. But yeah, first person shooter didn't ass. really.
0: First person shooter really didn't come into popular existence until probably well for us anyway until like the overwatches came out the the whatever else was out uh, the overwatch is what i cling to but mm-hmm. that's what i was playing um and then we the only thing i did with we was we sports and dance what's the game maybe that was Wii you but like the dance the there was like a zumba thing but like that was about it mm-hmm. and mario well, that I think that was Wii U. I'm pretty sure that that was Wii U. When the Marios could go into a bubble, I'm like 95% positive it was the Wii U. So really the Wii was only like
1: karaoke, weird stuff, and the sports. I mean, we, like, it had interesting games as far as the dynamics for like the remote went, you know? But like, yeah. it, like even um, Skyward Sword just got re-released on Switch. And like, at the time that game was just like, everyone hated it because the the motion controls just kind of killed the experience for the game. And I think that's just why a lot of like, more of um, adventure kind of games didn't do well for the Wii or people just didn't enjoy them. I don't know, at least that was just me. like, for me, most of my Wii games were racing or Wii sports or derivatives of Wii Sports. Um, There was Wii Sports Resort, which was really fun, and there was like a lot more things you could do. Like Wii-based games that
0: like they knew were, like it wasn't just games that they tried to release or convert. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I think after the Wii U, I really got into like computers. Same. Because after, well, There was a period of time. So that was when I was about to graduate college or high school. And then I was going to college. So then when I went to college, I think I brought my Xbox and I played maybe a handful of times because dorm internet connections suck. Um, And then I kind of just didn't play anything until I started getting Jackson. Then we built my computer or my first computer. Um, And then now, I mean, with my, with, computers now i play all fps games mostly except for final fantasy where it'll either be an mmo or it'll be a first-person shooter game 95 percent of the time unless it's nope it's gonna be a yeah that's i'm gonna stick with that because that's how that goes now i will say that wasn't my first introduction into computer games my first introduction to computer games was the scooby-doo uh fan with the phantom Cyber chase, cyberspace, cyber, cyber killers, <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Doo. I'm telling you, it's cyber chase, Scooby Doo, cyber, and the cyber chase. I was 100 correct. It was a computer game in 2001, and there was like the um, theme park part of the game where I stopped playing because it was so spooky. Because the phantom is creepy. People just, I'm just saying. And then like, I would play like Barbie, like I would design Barbies and stuff, but like
1: computer games back then were fire. Like, did you ever play Freddie fish or the Madeline games?
0: Madeline, probably. I was more like a Barbie girl growing up. So. <laughs> and fun brain. Like I did like oh, internet games. Yes. yes. Internet games were where it was at on computers fun brain was great uh club penguin also when we <laughs> got older um what was the other one? Oh, the Captain crunch there was a captain crunch game where you're looking at me weird do you, have you never
1: oh, played the Captain I, crunch game well i i think you know this about me but i am not a serial fan
0: so i was Who cares the- you still play the game dude you got to create your own little little
1: dude yeah, but but the way you find out about games is through in real life stuff
0: and i didn't eat cereal so i didn't eat cereal crunchling you got to make your own crunchling that's what it's called it's called the crunchling adventure and it essentially was like the og like club penguin i guess and used to like do different quests and stuff i don't know it's fine um neopets was a thing And then like when Disney Channel and Nickelodeon were a thing, like all of their games, the Hey Arnold bus game, when the Hey Arnold movie came out, that was my favorite Nickelodeon game ever. And then the Lizzie McGuire dress Lizzie game when it was ZOOG Disney back in the, back in the day. That's
1: a ton of memories.
0: And then now like Nintendo switch, what animal crossing. That's what I got for you.
1: Yeah. Animal crossing Pokemon sword. What else do I have? There's a new, there's
0: Pokemon Unite is coming out. Yes, that's that looks pretty cool. Jackson's getting Pokemon. that. Uh, Jackson's getting that. And then there was another one that um he was gonna get. What was it? It might have been Sword, because I think my I think Michael has Shield, so I think it was Sword. If not, it's the opposite. But he I don't think he ever downloaded it. That's
1: too. I, I it was a it was a good game. Like I, for someone who hasn't picked up a Pokemon game like that since it would have been Leaf Green, which was a redo of the original Pokemons. So yeah, I, I basically didn't try a new Pokemon games um, between generation three and generation seven. So there was a there, like going, going from, you know, leveling up and fighting Pokemon to like Shinies and all of these different stats. And like, it, it felt like Pokemon just got like 10 times more confusing for me. And this is how I guess my parents feel anytime they see me playing any kind of video game. Cause I was like, what, what has happened in the last 15 years? Like (laughs) a lot of Pokemon were made
0: and I'm so confused about these new Pokemon. I liked it when it was just the set, like whatever, however many there were in the Pokedex and that now there's over 800, I think, because my (laughs) friend's kid has a book that has a list. And I was like, who is that? Wait, when did that come? And I'm just like, yeah, okay. It make, it makes you feel old unnecessarily,
1: and I don't appreciate. it. am. That.
0: We are. We are old. We're getting there. I'm gonna. I'm saying we're old, and then all my <laughs> friends listening to this are gonna be like, "Stuffers, you're literally ten years old. Calm down."
1: Okay. <laughs> Your friends are gonna be talking about pollen. Correct. Probably. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's final. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a two for question. Okay what okay if any console made a comeback what console would you like like if you if the graphics were today and they re-released the games what console would you bring back oh or like quote unquote bring back because like people have sold it it's like a classic vintage thing now like bring it back into
1: existence yeah I, I mean I feel like like you said that that's kind of the thing now is like all these old consoles being remade and made tinier and they have like 9,000 games on them. And then you think about how much you spent on those consoles back then. And now it's like 200 bucks for all the games you own that Mm -hmm. were like 50 bucks a piece, but Mm -hmm. that's, Mm um, I mean, I I think this kind of comes more down to a nostalgia answer for me. And it's definitely the Nintendo 64. Like if those, if those games came back today and like, this new glorified graphic, beautiful looking worlds, like oh my god, sign me up. I would never get anything done. I don't get anything done anyway, so
0: that's fine <laughs> with me. Um. Okay. So to follow up on that, in a similar but different arena, what game? It can be Game Boy Color. It can go anywhere from like Game Boy Color to like we. Like the first Wii. what game would you like to make a comeback or have revamped to like I know Final Fantasy is now on like a PC and it looks all cool, nice and shiny. Well, that kind of concept. Essentially what's the word? Re reimagine. Reimagine. Re- That's a good word. Re- sure. We're gonna say reimagine, but like re- there's like a yeah. term. No, there's like another word. It's fine. We're gonna say reimagined for okay.
1: Okay. for now. Well, I, again, this, this definitely goes back to nostalgia for me. And I, I think the biggest thing with video games right now is like, and it always has been, is like, there are so many series that just kind of keep on, keep continuing on, you know, Mario, Spyro, Crash. Yes. There's been games for 20, 30 years of these, these franchises, but... But I found them harder back in the day.
0: I don't find them... I mean, some of them are hard still today. But with the technology that we had, it found it, I found it a lot harder to achieve the same goal back in the day.
1: Well, yeah. And I, I I mean, at least for me, I I don't know if you ever had these when you were a kid, but like the, the, the books that told you how to beat the games. A hundred percent. Like, especially with Pokemon, I had all the Mm -hmm.
0: Pokemon magazines where it like gave you how to guides and where to find this Pokemon and how to defeat this gym leader. Yep.
1: Do I remember anything? No. No. Think. Yeah. But like, I, I remember like anytime I'd get stuck in a game, I'd have to wait until I was able to, you know, get my hands on one of these books at a GameStop or whatever. And like, that was painful. And now it's like, oh, well, I'm stuck in a video game now. Let me just go Google it. And there's 15 different YouTube videos telling me how to get it. It's not the same. It's like, I, I don't know. I, I think that kind of ruins some of the magic in a way, but I, I also hate getting stuck on video games and
0: like, but we're spoiled. We're spoiled
1: by technology in our day and age. Spoiled, and I don't know. It's sad to me in that way. But back to your original question of what, going back but, on our yeah, tangents. back, but I, I have to say, banjo kazooie. And yes, there was. There was. <laughs> you're shaking your head at me. <laughs> I am. I really am. That's okay. So there was. Okay. So this is kind of how the banjo kazooie series went. There was banjo kazooie. Mm-hmm. And then there's Banjo-Kazooie, and that came out I think in 2001. And then there was a weird Game Boy Advance game that was like some racing game that was super weird, but it was Banjo-Kazooie theme. And then there was Nuts and Bolts for Xbox because the company that made Banjo-Kazooie, which was rare, who also made GoldenEye, they got acquired by Xbox. They made the game, it sucked. And now Nintendo has you know Banjo-Kazooie and Super Smash. So, you know, I, I think Xbox and Nintendo have to make nice and make that Banjo 3 because we all deserve it. Except Steph, because- mm, That's rude. Well, I just, she, she, I don't know. She needs to sit down and play the original game and see what she's missing out on. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll do that after I uh, <laughs> after I uh, make a new paint, pe- Oh no, Club Penguin's
1: closed. Toontown, we forgot about Toontown. Uh, well, okay. So, if we're talking about Toontown, I was super excited for Toontown as a kid because you know that was cool. around the same time as BMK, and I'm like, I, I wanted to get into more of these these games because I, I I played Club play- Penguin a little bit, and I don't know, I felt like maybe I was just a little too old for Club Penguin because I could never get into it, and plus there was like that pay to play barrier, you
0: know, for a lot of things. Um, I was a spy and I paid the membership fee <laughs> like once,
1: but. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I never did do that, but I grew up in the middle of nowhere and I had crappy internet mm. and I had a computer that really didn't like me much. So anytime I tried to play Toontown, it was just, no, impossible. Pain. it was absolutely impossible. And like, I, I desperately wanted to like it. I just couldn't. And it wasn't until about probably eight months ago that I picked up Toontown Revisited And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Like I I could get into it, but it it wasn't something even now, I think I've only played like three times since. And it's one of those games. Like if you aren't playing with other people that, you know, you get bored very quickly.
0: Yeah. Pretty much sounds about right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I think the folks at home need to know what I know because I already know, um, you mentioned playing a Lion King game with your, with your situation. Yes, we, we need to know this background of your love for Timon. Because if you don't know, um, Angie's a little weird and she dresses up as Timon for Halloween. Okay, well that's not the only thing I dress up as for Halloween. Just that's also to- very true. She, she takes her Halloween costumes very seriously, but that's another tangent for another day, another episode. Yeah, yeah. This does not fit into our, no. our
1: theme. Okay, so Lion King is my favorite Disney movie of all time Mm. by a long shot. It always has been. It always will be. My parents have video of me singing. I just can't wait to be king at Disneyland during the Lion King parade. Me as like a little (laughs) two-year-old running around Main Street singing that song. So like my love began way back then. And I I, I don't know how Timon wound up being my favorite character. Mm. But everybody that was in that movie but i don't know I, I i appreciate like a kind-hearted sarcastic character yeah you don't say if you don't know angie this is
0: literally right up her alley she's like i don't know but really she knows okay i
1: all right yes she's she knows. right <laughs> she knows? It's fine. but i i mean like i i'm just trying to deduce the situation mm-hmm. like okay so i have I went to Disney World for the first time when I was seven. That was, like, 1999. Yeah. Sure, well, sure. But I have, like, they used to at what used to be called Downtown Disney then, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, before it became Disney Springs. They had, like, a um, airbrush booth for shirts and sweatshirts and such. They and did. Can't confirm. I can confirm that. I remember that. Yes. So, um my mom and dad let me pick something or to get make made and they had Timon so I have this airbrush shirt from when I was seven of Timon and it has the. so like I and I also have I have a stuffed plush Timon from that trip too so like obviously that love goes back a very very long ways Mm -hmm. and if we're going back to the video game aspect of it Lion King to kind of bridge this whole gap no Like, it was one of the first games I played, and I could never beat it, and on my 25th birthday, all I wanted to do was sit down and beat that game, and I did. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. That game took me over 20 years to beat in one single sitting. Well,
0: you're uh, ahead of me because I don't think I've beaten any game that I've played ever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I am one of those. No, I'm like 95% positive. I don't think I've finished any game. Like I can't, oh, I'm lying to you. I finished Animal Crossing. I hit the credits on Animal Crossing. There you go. Okay. You, you got that your was. five-star island. You talked to yep. the Slider. That's okay. Well, now my island probably looks like absolute trash, but. Oh, say Nonetheless, it's fine. We're, we made it here. And now uh, you can catch me and Angie playing Fortnite tournaments, duos, hit us up, Epic Games. Yes. Z-League. We're there. Z-League hit us up sponsored not sponsored we're not sponsored by Z-League or by Fortnite but really that's how we've graduated we went from really nostalgic games to shooting probable 10-year-olds that can build insane structures it I mean who knew who really knew I didn't no neither did I but here we are thank you Angie for talking to me for a very long time on things that probably made everyone listening feel old because i know all my friends are older than me so they're like what is this console what are we talking about atari <laughs> um sorry guys I, I really just blasted you like that but um thanks for sticking around tuning in listening angie tell people where they can find you if they want to find you on the internet and stalk you Other than NetCot, guys, go play NetCot if you want the nostalgia of Disney and can't necessarily get here. Sorry, Jeffers. Unless the borders open by the time you listen to this, Jeffers, then you can ignore this part of the
1: video or podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so um, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's Angie underscore Annette underscore art, or you can go check out my website, angieannette.com. And that's without the e double n double t no e at the end very important because mm-hmm. if i had a dollar for every time somebody said i had an e at the end of my name i would not need a job um <laughs> so yeah um you can check out my art and stuff there and and we can, can tell the I folks do.
0: she's doing some fun things can i tell the podcast yes, a, a tell few the podcast. people she is also doing stuff on the mass singer so the next season of mass singer you can look for her in the credits and I'm sure yes. I'm, I'll am i be embarrassing her on Instagram or Twitter. That's fine. I appreciate it. Stuffers is my number one fan. Um, also probably true. Um, all right. So to wrap this up, don't forget, check me out on the Instas. Adventures with Stuffers on Twitter, AsianZing95. And then if you want to read things that I write and pictures that I post, because we're all talking about nostalgia here, and I'm probably going to dig up some more nostalgic photos of me playing video games that we talked about today. Check out my website, adventureswithstuffers.com. I'm sure I'll have another friendly face that you won't see, but you will only hear. So really it's a friendly voice. Maybe we'll figure that out is either Adam or Haley. I'll let you guys decide maybe. Probably not because I'll probably record one before the other. Until then, thanks for tuning in and have a fantabulous rest of your night, evening, day, afternoon, lunch, or dinner.